today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Busy day here in a Hamilton courtroom. Alleged hacker uh, Karim Baratov is expected to tell a judge today that he will forego his extradition hearing, or will he? Uh, what are the next steps? What are the implications? Uh, Eric Goldkind, Toronto defense lawyer, joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show to get into that. Morning, Eric. How are you doing today? Good morning. Great. And you? Uh, fabulous. Uh, finally, a weekend is here, but uh, there's still a lot of business to go through, including uh, the date uh, in court today for uh, for Baratov. Uh, what what are the expectations? Uh, we're told now that he's not going to fight extradition. Does that surprise you? No, not at all. I mean, his lawyer makes some uh, relatively bizarre comments about the fact that he's not opposing it because, quote, he's bored in jail, end quote. I find that a bizarre... Yeah, that happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a bit of a bizarre <laughs> comment, and I won't get into his lawyer's comments. But suffice it to say, I think the young man, if you were asking me, is making a very smart legal decision. He didn't have a leg to stand on to fight this. I can explain this to listeners who don't understand the way it works, but it's relatively simple, and he could have spent a year or two paying enough uh, money and legal fees to afford another one of his uh, fancy cars, and I think what he's done is made a very rational decision that he has to face the music in San Francisco, and there would be very few, if any, uh, right-thinking judges here that would say to our closest ally in the world, you can't have somebody thought to be hacking and causing uh, a fracas uh, down in the U.S. Well, because there have been some, let's say, some controversial situations in the past uh, with people that have been detained in this country that have been, uh, and the U.S. has been seeking extradition. But I, I always thought in, the, in those cases, Ari, the sticking point always was, well, there's the possibility of a death penalty. That's not on the table here. Not on the table here at all, and that's a very good point, and that's one of the reasons, just to explain this, that we wouldn't send somebody, because of that, when you, I mean, everybody now talks about our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It's the thing that everybody points to with their rights, their rights, their rights, their rights, sort of like in the states, their constitution. But one of the keys why somebody wouldn't get extradited is because the death penalty offends our charter. Hacking, driving fast cars, doing things for Russian intelligence agencies, that doesn't offend our charter, and this is a really, really simple set of allegations. And what I like about this prosecution, Bill, is that, you know, we now live in a world where crime is essentially borderless. Hacking can take place from the middle of the ocean on a yacht to a bunch of servers in Timbuktu. So the fact that the U.S. government has not let this uh, participant sort of evade detection is important, and I think Canada recognized that very nicely. And now the young man, for whatever reason, because I obviously don't speak to him, says, I will go to San Francisco and face whatever music they're playing for me. And and that's one of the things that I find intriguing, and I think a lot of our people in this in this area uh, found intriguing about this situation, uh, Ari, because, you know, we've talked for a long time now about hackers and about this sort of thing and about, you know, the the, the Internet and, and the people that do these sorts of crimes. But oftentimes we do this in, in, in a rather bizarre fashion. We don't know who they are. They're nameless, faceless people. Uh, this guy lived in my neighborhood. He, he actually lived about four blocks away from where I live. I saw that car going back and forth for a couple of years, and I thought, I wonder who's driving that thing. Now and, I know. Yeah, and and I'm to think that and the, this guy was going into, and doing this stuff on a daily basis in, in Ancaster, of all places, you figure, wow. And, and that's sort of what I like about going back to brass tacks about this story, because one of the things that a lot of listeners, because they talk about this case a lot, are, well, could all of his social media bragging, and posting the pictures and talking about how he's a hacker for hire, 
come back to bite him in the posterior when he's in court. Because a lot of people think, well, that can't be used against him. Well, it sure can. And he sort of was having, he was sort of wearing, and I mean this literally, a big arrest me sign on his forehead. And that's what happened. And, you know, he's, I guess, unlucky that he happened to live in Canada, because if he was living in the middle of the ocean or in Tahiti or in the Seychelles or all these other vacation places we can't afford to go, it would have been a lot harder to get him. So, you know, it's just a very unfortuitous thing for him. But I do, by the way, go back to that line where his lawyer said he's bored. Well, probably one of the reasons he's doing this so quickly is because, just as your listeners would know, he did not get bail. If he had gotten bail and was out living amongst us, I think he would have fought this a little bit harder. But when you're stuck in a crappy jail and you know it's a two-year procedure and you're probably going to lose it and still get sent down south, I think you make a wise choice and say, I'll go I'll go down south. But to your point, though, and I think the judge probably concurred with this, uh, had he received bail, he wouldn't be living among us. He'd probably be long gone by now. And the judge gave a very, and I really applauded the judge because he didn't mince his words. Like a lot of judges, and I'm in court every day, mince their words. They use certain precedent-like, polite ways of putting it. He basically said he didn't think much of this young man. His lawyers didn't like what he said. There's no doubt about that. I'm talking about the judge. But he said, if I let this guy out, we're never going to see him again. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.